Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Hello. Well, please don't cry, but this is the last episode of this inaugural series of the e-commerce growth show. In this series, we've been focusing on what you as a retailer need to know about to grow your business in 2020. All six episodes are now available to you via your podcast app of choice, be that Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or whatever it is you're choosing to listen on. And you can find details of the whole series and the transcripts of every single episode at segmentify.com forward slash podcast. Now, we would love to hear what you think of the series. The best way to let us know is to submit a review via your podcast app. We keep a particularly close eye on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please do send us a review and maybe let us know what you'd like a future series to focus on. We're wrapping up this series with a topic no e-commerce retailer can avoid. Whether it's your first day trading or you're doing thousands of orders a day, you have to get the parcel to the customer. And there are now a lot of ways you can turn that whole strategy into a great customer experience and reduce your costs. Well, I'm Chloe Thomas, host of the e-commerce master plan podcast, best-selling author of multiple books on e-commerce and the co-host of this show as well, as if you hadn't worked that out by now. Okay, so I'm joined on every episode of this series by Phil Kay from Segmentify. Hello, Phil. Hey, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm excited to be here for our final episode of the series. So why did you want to include Tash and Smart Freight in this series? Um, I mean, this whole series has all been about customer lifetime value at the end of the day, then the whole of the customer journey from the very beginning to the very end of the process. And what we've tried to do really is lay these podcasts out in a kind of, uh, you know, kind of a loose way in terms of that customer journey. So obviously website, personalization, marketing, payments, back office. And then, of course, you've got to get the, the stuff to the customer. So shipping, obviously, is a massive part of that customer journey. And so I thought it'd be really great to get Tash from Smart Freight on to tell us a little bit more about the best ways that you can uh, devise your strategies around shipping. Um, for that part of the customer journey. Well, guys, that's what you're going to be getting in this episode. Um, lots on your shipping strategy, lots on how it can help you increase your sales. And we're talking about a lot of automation, a lot of, a lot of cost savings coming up. Um, I learned quite a few new things in this, and I'm a bit of a shipping geek. So uh, so that was kind of cool. So I think you're going to, uh, to like this one. So Phil, should we get our guest on? Absolutely. Let's do it. It's time to welcome our guest. Tash Jones is the European Channel Manager at Smart Freight. Smart Freight's solution puts you, yes, you out there listening, the retailer, in control of your shipping needs, picking from thousands of possible providers and routes, and giving you full control as the parcel leaves your warehouse and travels to your customer. They've been doing this since 1997, so it's fair to say Smart Freight really know their shipping. Hello, Tash. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. Very excited. Um, as, as some of the listeners may know, shipping is quite close to my heart. So I'm really looking forward to chatting to you about it today. And um, Phil's around here somewhere as well. I am. Hi, Tash. How are you doing? Hi, Phil. Not bad. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on this uh, uh, this podcast today. Um, tell us, I mean, just a bit of an opening question, really. What's the most kind of memorable thing that's happened to you since uh, working at Smart Freight? 
Well, there's been quite a few memorable things. Uh, I have to say probably the the most memorable thing to happen um, since I joined Smart Freight was attending the UK WA annual dinner um, awards evening. Um, uh, so it's a warehousing association um, membership um, organization. And um, we sponsored an award um uh, for the awards night and Princess Anne met all the VIP sponsors so I actually got the opportunity to meet Princess Anne which was pretty cool oh wow and what's she like she's actually really cool um she really knows her stuff um she's very very impressive and I must say I'm not a, a, roy- a royalist but um she, she's converted me wow I, yeah I wouldn't have known that that's great just as a kind of an opening uh, kind of top level question if you like Tash we're really keen on this particular podcast to hear more about the world of shipping um, so, you know, why don't you tell us all about how brands can drive growth through their shipping strategies? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think the number one thing uh, retailers and brands can can do to help um, sort of drive growth through shipping, um, essentially automation is, is absolutely key. Um, a lot of the brands and, and retailers probably have looked at integration in the past. It may have been a bit too expensive or they have got, got integration, but there are a hell of a lot of businesses out there who still have people printing off orders from the e-commerce website or from uh, an order system they may have internally and then rekeying that information to um, a shipping platform, uh, like is it, you know, with a carrier uh, to book consignments and the amount of time lost and wasted in that process is, is quite staggering. Um, I think it's safe to say as, as well that it slows down the dispatch of, of goods. So um, if businesses can can look to, to fully automate that, it allows uh, product, products to get out the door quicker, um, happier customers um, and, you know, um, happier people in the warehouse as well. Nice. Very nice. And I have to say, it's kind of like, I often think, think that the automation of shipping management is a bit like kind of 10 years ago where I'd go into a retailer uh, into an e-commerce business and they'd be printing out the weekend's web orders to manually answer them in their back-end system, which was insane. But was for many websites and back-end systems, they just wouldn't talk to each other or it would cost you thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds to make them do it. So, that, you know, the Monday was spent dealing with all the that nightmare and huge amounts of, you know, human time going into it. And it seems now that the as we try and give customers the shipping options that they want, that we're now having to kind of speed up that process. That's become the new crazy thing the customer service team is rekeying, endlessly rekeying orders into systems to make sure they get delivered. Do you find, um, Tash, that a lot of your users, um, uh, that's that's one of the key reasons why they wanted to improve their systems? Absolutely. You're spot on there. I mean, um, over the last 10 years, e-commerce integration into a back-end system like an ERP has been, has been the main focus and driver for, for IT systems uh, sorry it managers across across the, the sort of country shipping is the next thing is the next thing on, on the list and um another issue i think a lot of retailers face is actually not having any visibility of where their parcels are so you could get customer service calls coming in um saying you know where, where's my parcel um and custom services representatives don't necessarily have that information available to them and i think we're, we're in a day and age now where um consumers uh, want want to know uh, you know where their parcels at throughout the process so and that's something smart freight is able to assist with so uh, so when they're on their own they're kind of a normal screen they can see not just 
we've picked it and it's left. They can see it's in, I don't know, DPD's warehouse or it's with a driver on its way to you because that can be automated back into their own system as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as well as the automatic consignment entry and optimization, we offer a customer experience as well so that customers can receive um, a branded email uh, that's always going to come from the brand um, rather than coming from, say, DPD or Hermes or whoever, whoever it may be. Um, so the brand's getting more brand awareness by having this branded portal, but the customer's able to see, um, you know, what stage their parcel's at. So whether it's with the depot, whether it's in transit, um, whether it's been delivered to a neighbor, um, you know, it gives them full visibility and it, it sort of re- re- sort of confirms the brand, if that makes sense. That must save a lot of um, a lot of inbound calls to call centres as well. If the customer can just log on on the retailer's site and see, there's everything I need to know about my parcels. Absolutely, that's um, it's one of the key key things with with Smartthroat. We've got um, some high profile customers that have reduced their customer service calls by like sixty percent. So it, it really does work. Wow, that's a huge cost saving, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and it's just, it just means you've got happier customers and they're more likely to come back and buy more. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I wanted to talk to you about because I think people often um, think about shipping as it's kind of like the thing, you, it's, an, it's almost the necessary step, but people often don't think of it as a strategy for growing the business. And I always think if you get the shipping right, then you're creating such a great experience, you're so much more likely to get that repeat purchase. Do you find that something which which retailers are succeeding with once they've got that integrated carrier management system in place? Yeah, absolutely. Because the customer's um, got a fast end-to-end proce- uh, procedure uh, where they're getting their parcel nice and nice and quickly, providing the carrier doesn't stuff up. Um, but they they also, you know, they're getting communication um, for every stage of the, of the way as to where people are, you know, where their carrier's up to with, with the delivery. Um, and then you can, of course, uh, with the branded emails um, that we send out by Smart Freight for the brand, you can also look to put um, sort of marketing incentives and things like that on, onto those branded emails. So it's just an extra way of marketing to your customer, but as well as keeping them sort of in the loop and happy. It's a bit like I always find it crazy how few uh, e-commerce businesses and brands put a a flyer in the parcel encouraging the next order. And I guess it's exactly the same thing with the shipping reminders, isn't it? Why not? Why not put a marketing message in there too? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you can do things like, um, oh, hey, you just you just placed an order. It's a bit on its way to you. We'll give you a half price half price offer for your next order and things like that. And it really does work. So it's a bit of a no brainer, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once you've got the systems in place to do it, that is, of course. Um, you you mentioned so long as the courier doesn't screw up there. And um, that brings me on to something else I wanted to ask you about, because how, what we used to find was that brands or retailers would maybe have one courier who they used for everything, often just the Royal Mail in the UK, or they might have one for standard delivery and one for express delivery. I'm guessing due to the need for a courier management system that people and retailers tend to have multiple couriers these days, multiple relationships, so they can get the best deal for the customer, they can save money, and maybe to have a backup in case someone is delivering poor service? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Retailers are using multiple carriers. I mean, Royal Mail is still very strong in the e-commerce world, um, but there's a lot more options available to to retailers now. So um, we've got um, e-commerce businesses and retailers that that are still using one, but um, the the average seems to be sort of like around sort of three or more. 
Um, I think having the ability to optimize uh, which carrier you're working with is, is going to come become quite prevalent for retailers in the in the coming years. Well, what, as soon as you've got three, there is that almost that decision with every single parcel. Where do we send it? How do we get it out? And and I guess also that decision of if if the warehouse is a bit under pressure to pick and pack everything, do we want to upgrade everything to next day delivery? And I guess if we've got an integrated carrier management system, that becomes quite quick and easy thing to do rather than having to rekey everything into a new system again. Absolutely. It's the brains behind your shipping operation. And um, we've, throughout this podcast series, we've spoken to people about all kinds of different ways in which uh, the retailer can go about putting their, taking their business to the next level in 2020, hitting that that next growth target. Shipping, I, I think, often ends up um, potentially at the bottom of the list because it's kind of not sexy in front end, which is complete, I will say, is completely not my way of thinking about it. Um, so, Tash, is there something you'd say to people about why shipping should be high up that, their list of things to improve in 2020 to grow their business? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, shipping is a massive overhead um, for, for retailers, um, whether it's, you know, whatever type of retailer you are and you're working with the consumer market. Um, a lot of businesses will, will do free delivery um, to their customers, so they're not clawing back that cost. Um, if, you know, in, in that instance, to have to have, be always be going with, you know, the fastest and the cheapest option um, is only going to help you claw back on some of that overhead. And I think... Um, removing some of the overheads around the the sort of administration um for having people uh, manually doing things and saving some costs um around your shipping can, can only help you invest that into other parts of the business which can inevitably will help you grow i like the way you put it there with the the consumers want the fast and the free. Therefore, we have to look at every way of reducing the cost of shipping so we can give the customer what they want. And clearly, a way of doing that is taking the manpower and at the same time making better decisions about whether how we send out the parcels. So, are you seeing a lot of movement amongst your retailers towards free and fast? It, it really just it really just vary, and it depends on on the um the, the type of retailer so uh, with the the fashion world um for example um typically um they'll either want to try to to send the goods out for free or they have a fixed fee um for for delivery so it could be uh you know if you spend 50 quid it's free um or if you know you want it next day it's eight eight pounds or if you want it in, in five days time it's it's you know four pounds um, but the the retailer still has an overhead and still has to pay to get those goods out. So, um, I mean, with our our platform, we actually have the ability to tell businesses to to put rates up onto their website, which are live coming from from the carriers, um, which will gives the customer the ability to actually drive um, what rates um, are being put through. Uh, through the business um, and you could do markups and things like that onto them to help us you know to help the actual retailer themselves claw back on, on some of that delivery but um free free and fast is definitely um it's certainly in the e-commerce world is, is certainly what, what people want so yeah I'd, I'd agree with that statement and you're saying that which is i think is absolutely fascinating so you can live sync prices from the couriers into the website with, say, a 5% markup for, you know, say, for example, next day delivery, it can almost be an auction on your site for the best price to put in front of the customer. 
to encourage them, which would, would that literally, um, one of I, have I understood that right? You have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, so could it be the case that um, if the couriers operating dynamic pricing, i.e. it's got to three o'clock in the afternoon and they've got not got much to deliver to Wales, they reduce the price of Wales? Could it be in that dynamic? Or am I, th- am I thinking about what we might be doing in 2021? <laughs> There may be 2021, but I mean, the way our system, the way the system works effectively with e-commerce um, is once somebody's got to sort of checkout stage um, and they're going to look to, to book a shipping, um, the e-commerce website passes that information to, to us and we then query the carriers and we basically push all the carrier rates back up onto the website. So um, some businesses on the e-commerce website may only want a handful of options. Um, some may want several. So I think the, the the longest amount of list of rates that we can put up onto an e-commerce website is probably, I think, it's in between seven and nine. Um so it's, it's it's you know it's it's as live as it, as live as it can, it can be and it's based on the information that we're getting back from from the carriers. But um, yeah, that that the, the last point you made might be twenty twenty one. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great we're able to now offer that level of transparency transparency to the consumer, so they can you know if it is going to cost them, they can make that decision about how important cost is versus speed or or you know or or definability of delivery by which i mean you know time slots um so that's that's very cool i did not know that was possible to do so uh so yet again on this podcast i have learned something so um which is always good yeah and i should also something probably worth mentioning as well as us being able to offer uh, like the fastest and the cheapest rates we are also also now able to um provide the most um co2 um friendly option and obviously with climate change being such a big thing as it is um you know i, th- I think that's going to become um a much bigger thing um sort of moving forward in the years to come Oh, I love that. That because that is it's certainly something I'm hearing people talk about an awful lot more, and, and they're looking for those CO two or those climate fr- friendlier um, options. So, so is that that to the level that the that the retailer can pick based on carbon levels, or that also the consumer can? Uh, it's, it's it's absolutely both. Um, so. Wow. When we work with um, an end user for Smart Freight, um, they set the rules as to um, what shipping optimization we we need to use. Um, so whether that's you know cheapest, fastest, greenest, or a combination of, of a few of those different things. Um, but if we're posting that information back up onto like an e-commerce platform, then it's obviously consumer driven. So. Oh, I love it. So we're reaching a point where, as a consumer, we can go to a website and decide how kind we want to be to the planet with our e-commerce purchases. Yeah. And as I say, it's just definitely becoming a a much bigger, a much bigger demand now um, with all the crazy weather we've been having across the globe. So, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, look, um, I think we've learned an awful lot about shipping there, but what I think we need to know now, Tash, is a little bit more about Smart Freight and how the listeners can get in touch with you guys. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll keep it really, really brief. Um, I mean, as as I've mentioned, Smart Freight is a multi-carrier management platform. So our system sits in between your e-commerce platform or your ERP system or your WMS system, automatically creates consignments um, through for our platform with your carriers with the shipping optimization. Uh, we offer the, the branded tracking um, emails and, and portals for the retailers to send out to give that customer the overall customer experience that you know we're seeing the same the same branding. 
Uh, we also offer reporting as well for, for retailers to be able to monitor uh, carrier performance. Um, so you could do things like um, look at dashboard. You can look at a dashboard to see how many items of a particular given carriers delivered late, how many items they've broken in transit, and things like that. And we can report on SLAs, etc. We've actually got over three hundred reports of standard um, on the platform. So we can, you can create your own on the platform. But I mean, to be honest, we have three hundred. If you need something additional, I'd be surprised. <laughs> um, and then we also give retailers the um, ability to actually reconcile um, their carrier invoices. So for businesses that are shipping, you know, say you're shipping out, I don't know, 500 items a week, um, that's, you know, you're going to get an invoice or a few invoices, depending on how many carriers you have, but, you know, 500 invoice lines. Um, you have to reconcile those with 500 consignments. <laughs> uh, it's very, very long, long-winded process. So um, with Smart Freight, you can actually just import the um, import the invoice into our system, and it's done within seconds. Um, helps you claw claw back on any any duplicate duplications you may have had on invoicing um, and, and you know billing errors. And that, in a nutshell, is kind of uh, what what Smart Freight offers. It does have a few more bells and whistles than that. But if it's something you are interested in, you want to get in touch with me, uh, please feel free to visit our website at www.smartfreight.com and uh, fill in an online inquiry and we can organise a demonstration for you. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Tash. That was really, really interesting. Just a final sort of closing question for me. Um, clearly, there's some really excellent stuff that you've been talking about around what your platform offers to try and streamline and reduce costs for, for, for brands. Um I don't know the space that well. Um, and obviously, you know, you're working very hard now in the UK, you know, as Segmentify are um, to uh, make uh, a difference, if you like, within the market. In, in a nutshell, is, is, is the stuff that you've been talking about unique to Smart Freight? Or uh, is there any other sort of differentiation point that sets you apart? Um, how would you say in, in, in a kind of a one-liner to the listeners, you know, explain to them why it would be very important for them to uh, look at your platform, even if they've got something or, are, or have solutions to a degree or in place. Yeah, sure. No problem. So um, the, the great thing about Smart Freight is it actually offers you a, a credible amount of flexibility. Um, we, we've got over 650 carriers on the platform. However, there are still businesses out there using carriers that we've not come across before. Um, we will onboard those carriers onto our platform at our cost. Um, and having Smart Freight gives you the ability to chop and change your, your carriers um as as and when you choose whereas with other systems you're a bit more sort of tied in um so i think it's the flexibility um that, that we can offer um which is, is a bit unique um to the marketplace so yeah excellent thanks awesome thank you tash it's been great great catching up with you and getting to talk shipping for a bit bit and i've learned a few things today so uh even better um thank you so much for being on the show yeah thanks tash thank you for having me <laughs> pleasure So, Phil, as you know, as the listeners know, because I've told them several times already this episode, um, I do love an, a good shipping strategy because it can do a lot to increase repeat sales and to help get the sales in the first place. So, for me, it was great catching up with Tash and finding out some of the latest things which are going on in the industry, the latest tactics that retailers can be using. But but you, as someone who's not as, as, as deep in shipping as I've been over the years, what were your key takeaways? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I kind of touched on shipping a little bit when I was at Bright Pearl. 
because um, we realized that there were multiple couriers and, and so on. But taking it to this sort of next level and um, in terms of bringing it into a platform where there's so much more transparency um, of everything from, um, you know, the stress of carrier management um, in terms of like tracking information and so on. Um, and then around sort of cost savings um, regarding the, the most cost effective kind of couriers for a given shipment, given time, et cetera. Um, and ultimately, you know, driving a better end-to-end -end customer experience because, of course, not only are you making it more efficient and cost-effective for yourselves as a brand, but then you're getting the, the stuff out the door in the most efficient way as well for the customer. So they're delighted and they obviously come back and it's, it's all feeds into the customer lifetime value. It's unbelievable really how, how closely linked all these podcasts are, but particularly with this shipping one from Tash today. And you could really see how important that kind of end-to-end -end customer lifetime value piece is so critical. Thank you, Phil. This interview really has given you guys a checklist of ways to improve your shipping strategy. So head to segmentify.com forward slash podcast, where you can get your hands on all the links and resources mentioned in the episode and the full transcript. That's the whole show written down for you. So you can kind of, I guess, cut out and keep or, um, you know, download it, print it off, do whatever you want to do with it. Well, this is it for this series of the e-commerce growth show, but we will be back later this year with season two. Now, to make sure you don't miss out on the next season, there are two things I need you to do. First, right now, no, I really mean it right now, get out your phone or whatever device you're listening on. Go to your podcast player and hit the subscribe to this show button for the e-commerce growth show. That way, when we put a new episode live, you'll be one of the very first people to hear about it. Secondly, and this is the belt and braces approach, head to segmentify.com forward slash podcast, where as well as finding all the information about this series and transcripts of all six episodes, you can also sign up to Segmentify's email list, which means as soon as the new series is scheduled, the Segmentify team will be letting you know about it. All that's left now is for me to do the end of series thank yous. Thank you to all six of our guests. Mark from BigCommerce, Murat from Segmentify, Gavin from Dot Digital, Brian from Adgen, Sarah from BrightPearl and Tash from SmartFright. We literally could not have created this series without you. A big thank you to all their teams as well who've helped us promote the show and get in front of all you lovely listeners. Thanks to all of you for listening to all the episodes and also for giving us feedback along the way about how the series has helped you. We really appreciate you putting in the time to let us know. Thank you to Phil for being an awesome co-host. I cannot wait to get stuck into season two with you. And finally, thank you to Segmentify for having the vision to create this series and for asking me to host it. It's been an absolute blast. Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.